0: what is going on badger fans you got ryan you got coach ryan we're going to talk about kind of what the culture means what can be fixed this off season why a little bit more on why we didn't see this year coming and the way it's unfolded we're going to get into that on locked on badgers coach's corner you are locked on badgers your daily podcast on the wisconsin badgers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Locked on Badgers, your team every day. If the visual looks a little different, it's because I couldn't figure out how to set. I, I had an error setting my stuff up, but it doesn't matter because we got Coach Anderson here, the Dairy Raid. Uh, and we're going to get right into it. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions to apply uh, if you have any comments, if you're listening live, uh, throw them up in this section. We'll we'll ask Coach Anderson. But I wanted to start here, Coach. You and I were talking a little before the show. There's, there's a very there's a narrative right now. I shouldn't even say narrative, but there's a realization. I think is a better way to put it that this thing's going to take a little bit more time than we thought at the beginning of the year. Uh, why did we miss that? Because it's really easy for us now to say, oh no, guys, everybody wait, it's going to take time. Because we weren't saying that at the beginning of the year of the year for the most part. So why did we miss that?
1: I think for one, I think the, the staff, coach Fickle, the support staff that he has built are incredible salesmen. They, they built a hype around what they are doing to build excitement in the program. Something that we haven't had in the program in a couple of years, at least, but real excitement in the program. It's been a while and I think it was important for them to build that excitement, to start winning the fan base. Um, I don't think they promised anything that they couldn't deliver. I think they just gave us the ball and we ran with it. Yeah, and you know, I, I, we're all we were all caught up in it. I was, I was as well. And 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 because because it's exciting. It's 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 exciting to be excited about Wisconsin football again. And it's been a while. And now that we're we're getting to the point in the season now, we're seeing the results, is like, oh yeah, this is the team that was always there. And no matter how much hype there can be and excitement, the team is what it is. And unfortunately, we're seeing the results of what the team actually is.
0: Let's get into some comments. Tyler says, Um, let's go. Dom says, Hey guys, fire guard. I know this is a football show. How much do you follow basketball? I've never even asked you that.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I, I follow it. Um, and I'm not in the I'm not in the fire guard camp. I am the I am in the. Uh, you should have hired Tony Bennett from the beginning, camp. Um, but that's just me. I I I am an old school Wisconsin guy. Uh, I know we mentioned in the Discord a while ago talking about Badgers and I talked mm-hmm. about Kirk, Pen- Kirk Penny and, oh, right. I, uh, and Mike Kelly that. and, and everyone was like, who, who the hell are you guys talking about? And then as if the gods were smiling upon us, that was the same day that they hired Kirk Penny. But yeah, now I, I love old school Badger basketball and I get really frustrated <laughs> watching. So I I've been it, recently. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I didn't catch last night's game, but uh but yeah, no, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the fire guard camp. But uh, I was. It, it's interesting the parallel that you could see with with football and basketball is like, you know, Greg Guard was. You know, the basketball's equivalent of Jim Leonard, you know, mm-hmm. the handpicked successor, the the, the, the long term guy in in the program with no experience. He gets the job, and. Maybe that's what we're we're reaping what we're sow. Maybe we're, they didn't look ahead and expanded the search to find the right guy. They got the Wisconsin guy, but who knows?
0: One, we could do a whole show on Guard. Maybe we will. Maybe you and I will schedule a whole show for that. It is. It is. A, or not. It is a very <laughs> interesting. No, no. Um. Let's see, DJ Maytag, I want to get into just some of these comments because we don't do a lot of live shows with Coach. Fire the players who aren't giving their all. Run off everyone who doesn't want to be here. I want to kind of take that, and we talked a little before the show, What? how much is fixable in this offseason? So now we've, I feel like we've had a reality check, right? Like there are some holes on this yeah. roster, and, and there's some young players that we're really excited about as well. We believe in this coaching staff. I know you and I do. But there are holes on the offensive line, defensive line, receiver. There's depth at running back. Tight end needs more depth. How much of this do you think is fixable in one off season?
1: Well, with the transfer portal, it's a lot easier than it used to be. And that's why a lot of the comparables people have made to Michigan with Rich Rod and, and uh, Nebraska with Bill Callahan and how those big transitions offensively fail because it took time to get their players. They could go into this off season with a shopping list and, and, pick up what they need if they if they want to go that route they they could blow out a big chunk of the roster and bring in people um what that will do for culture that that who knows that probably wouldn't be the best thing to just completely blow out the roster but there are some definite needs that they have to address in this offseason and it can't be just done with high school recruiting, mm. like offensive tackle. I think you're going to need to bring in another quarterback an experienced quarterback, at least as an experienced guy in, the, in, in the QB room.
0: I, I agree with uh, that. Oh uh, yeah. The, let's, let's pop, pause there for one second. Cause I think that's an interesting discussion. I think if Braden Locke had run with the job, then maybe you go into the off season say, I don't need that veteran quarterback, but mm he didn't for whatever reason and i don't think he was given the best opportunity the best situation around him but he didn't run with the job Mordecai's is going to be gone you you got to have a veteran quarterback on this roster right because you you need someone in case the young players don't develop that you, you at least believe can manage the offense at at a bare minimum
1: yeah and and you need you need a guy who can be that well it's it's like the nfl backup quarterback mm-hmm. where he's an extension of the coaching staff and he is that that guy who the, the young quarterback can go to when they don't want to talk to the, to the offensive coordinator, or get in trouble for not knowing what they don't know. And it could, it could literally go, be going to, you know, Phil Longo going to North Carolina and finding his fourth string quarterback from two years ago. And she's like, Hey, you know, I might not have a I might not have a scholarship for you, but you know, we'll make something work just so they can have an experienced arm and experienced brain in that room which I let's think would get, be really important.
0: Let's go get Marshall Howe back. Like he looks okay. Why not? Way, right. Bring yeah. it back. Um, yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Adam Otto says excited to catch you live on been asleep for a lot of them. Uh, I want to throw a couple questions. If we get here. Uh, this one is from Tyler Strieber coach. Why does it look like we only have five plays? Obviously we have more, but they don't look the same. I have heard variations of this question in different ways. Coach asking about where's potentially the creativity um, where is, is well, how, how are we scheming people open? We've talked about this in various ways, but what would you say to Tyler's comment here?
1: Well, it's not only five. I mean, I'd say, I mean, Phil Longo said, I think he, he carries about 28, 30 plays. And, and those plays have variations, you know, tweaks off each other. I think we saw that uh, this weekend against uh, Northwestern is they ran a lot of similar concepts that, to the naked eye look like the same play, but there are, there are variations where they make little adjustments and, and you get a different outcome. Um, like we saw, for example, uh, we saw a lot of the, the crossing route from the slot receiver, um, the shout, the, the, uh, the mid cross coming, coming through with the post behind it. And then we saw variations where uh, we saw it with, uh, Will Pauling, where he ran that crosser, then as he passed the linebacker, he angled up and almost took it to the sideline and took a different angle. So the the number of actual plays is relatively low in comparison to a lot of teams maybe who run. I I guarantee you um, the Paul Crist offense had more pages of passing plays than Wisconsin had this year period but the plays that are in this system are they they stack on each other they're multi they're multiple. but mm-hmm. you know what i'm trying to say multiple you can multiply off them so you have a base concept where a route can change based on coverage or a tag can be added to adjust the route or run plays with several different rpos and accesses add to them so instead of learning this entire catalog of plays you learn 10 or 12 base plays with 10 or 12 tags on it that can be used in different uh, combinations with each other so that keeps it keeps the system simple but also keeps it able to be adjusted to the opponents that we're seeing now unfortunately the problems that we're having is we're not getting defenses to play different looks against us because our receivers can't get open offensive line isn't blocking so so well so we're only getting certain looks and then that's not causing some of the uh the adjustments to be made on the fly
0: yeah it, that's well said I mean at the end of the day um it, I, everything kind of looks the same when it's not working right I, I hate to yeah. simplify it that much but it, it is a little bit of it um we're gonna take a quick break come back with coach uh a couple more comments including one from commandant Coach, what is it gonna take for you to ever say fire a coach? We're gonna ask that next on Locked On Badgers. Um, but first we're gonna take a quick break for our friends of the show over at LinkedIn. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn, our good friends of the show. These days every new potential hire feels like a high stakes wager. You gotta hit it out of the ballpark. You gotta get the right people in. Coach knows that. We're going to talk about that this offseason. you got to get the right people in the portal. you got to have the right people on your team. You have to build the right culture. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes into play. They help you find the right people the first time and the quickest. They have screening tools to help get rid of the people who have no business being in your job. And it's why uh, small businesses continue to rate LinkedIn Jobs as the number one site in delivering hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. I use it. My company uses it. It is the best place to find quality talent. LinkedIn jobs. Today's episode is also brought to you, <clears throat> excuse me, by our pro our, by our game changer of the week. Um, and for us this week, it's it's gonna be uh it, it's it's going to be John Blackwell Jr., uh, freshman basketball player and really One of the only consistent offensive guys in that game to start against Providence. Uh, And just like Don Blackwell Jr., Athletic Brewing has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They are here to provide non-alcoholic beer at incredible taste with an incredible amount of variety. They are awesome. I have over 50 different styles of brews. Um, non-alcoholic beer and again that you can get them online you can get them in stores they're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to the variety and the best part about it is they're fit for all times you can use them mowing the lawn talking to coach on a podcast maybe i got one on the side right here that is what um, athletic brewing has done they changed the drinking game by allowing you to enjoy the social aspects of it with no hangovers you can find athletic Brewing's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com First-time customers use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your online order. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout for 15% off athletic brewing. Athletic brewing fit for all times. Uh, let's get Coach back on here. And let's just get to that comment from Commandant Coach. Uh, it's up here a little bit. He did want to say, uh, what what would it take for you to say fire a coach? Well, it, and from I, think a professor- was saying, I was thinking he's saying part pardon, Jess, by the way. It's just kind of a – yeah.
1: Well, obviously if the coach isn't doing his job and there is leading the program, that's, that's number one. Um, Two, if as, as time goes, it it comes with managing the program and managing how things are, are running. It's, you know, for example, you know, you're running a program, the offense doesn't work. So you you hire a new offensive coordinator. It doesn't work. You fire him. You get a new – and you just keep going, going, going. And you, you're not solving the, the, the root of the problem. You're just applying a Band-Aid. Um, not being decisive is a key thing. If a coach loses his decisiveness, it's time to go. And then I, the, the key – one, the last one would be if he loses the locker room completely.
0: How would you Man. judge that? Like, if you're looking at it from the outside in, because I don't think th- I think we we've rehashed all the reasons why it's not necessarily fair to judge that this year. But we yeah. we just heard from Hunter Waller, some players aren't bought it. We heard from Coach Fickle, like we got to figure out who's going to be here. These are quotes directly from those guys. Like, you can't have that next year, right?
1: Right. Oh, for sure. And, and I and I think that was part. That was you know, people have been thinking. All I've been doing is. um uh, and sunshine at Lou Fickle all year. The one mistake he did make was I think he gave this current roster too much leeway, too much credit. Um, And I think he, he, instead of trying to build the locker room, he tried to win the locker room. And maybe his, you know, win through hard work attitude didn't translate with some of the players. And obviously it didn't. Um, You know, know, going back, you know, I I saw the clip uh, today, Scary Alvarez putting up uh, his uh, interview with Hunter Wohler from back in the summer. He's like, he's tough, he's strict, and he works fast. And I think he went in with that attitude, and I think he thought that everyone would buy in. And not everybody wants to do that. And unfortunately that was kind of a problem that to me, that's not so much. He's losing the locker room. He's, there's a, there was a component of the locker room that he never got because they yeah. didn't, they didn't want to, whether, whether it was loyalty to the previous staff or, or, you know, attitude issues or different mindset, whatever there, I, I don't know why some of those guys he never won over. Um, it would be different. I think for me, the easiest example I would take would be Matt Nagy with the Chicago bears. He went in year one, they built this culture. They built this attitude and they won games year two. It went downhill. And by year three, he lost everybody. You know, nobody had confidence in in him or his staff. And despite having a winning record and taking the bears to the playoffs, two out of three years, uh, he was gone and that's going to be something that Luke fickle has got to got to be thinking here Cause he's not going to get, th- I don't think he's going to get three years to turn this to like completely recha- redo things. He's not going to get another mulligan next year. It's there needs to be improvement next year. And if there's not improvement next year, then there will be a year. Three will be either you get this done or it's over. Now, if there's if there's change, if there is improvement next year, year three gets easier and down the road, down the road, down the road. And I have all confidence that will happen because that's his track record.
0: Well, I want want to talk about that in a second and what that improvement might look like with a harder schedule and how maybe you gauge some of that. But first, I want to go back to your previous point about Luke Fickle never getting some of the locker room. And uh, you had mentioned something about I'm not sure. hundred percent. I think to me. This is something that I completely overlooked and I take the blame for that one. It, it, we never talked about what if this doesn't click right away? Cause 85% of that roster is Paul Chris guys, right? Mm-hmm. Luke Fickle brought in this and, and long so they brought in, you know, 12, 10, 15 uh, transfers and a few late additions to recruiting class, LA girl, guys like that. But most of this roster is Paul Chris guys. And it's really easy to kind of buy into Luke Fickle hype in the off season, But when things started to not go well for 18 to 22 year old, young men who are not quite as immature as people are when you're 30, 40, that's not a knock on them. I'm more mature now mm-hmm. at 40 than I was when I was 18, 19, 20. It's really easy for pockets to form in a, in a, in a group and is structure and say, yeah, we were pretty good with Paul Christ and this isn't working. And yep. like, you can see really easily how that happens and not, it's not a nefarious thing, you know, not, oh, it's for, just,
1: Oh, for sure. The, the kids on the roster, I guarantee you there were not, there was nobody on the roster who wanted Paul Christ fired. And certainly no one who wanted Jim Leonard to not be on the staff anymore. It wasn't their choice to have a new coaching staff come in. And, and that's something we have to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt is they, it wasn't their choice. This wasn't the staff that they chose. Um, but some of, at least I was hoping a good majority of them realized that this was the best staff that he, that they could get. This was a, this was a perfect transition to going into this next step of the big 10 going, going into this with a unproven head coach. Doesn't matter how much of a Wisconsin guy he is. Odds are that doesn't work. Yeah. But who knows they could have made it work. I think this was the right, this was the right, it's the right time to make this, to, to take this risk, I guess is the way to say it. I, um, so because, great. because, because if, if you didn't, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I saw somebody asking for if if this doesn't work, does this mean that uh, Chris McIntosh is gone? Uh, no, because I think he, if you look at all of his other hires that he's made throughout the program, Throughout his time here, I mean, the hockey hire was fantastic. All right. All right. I guarantee, I guarantee you, if if uh, if a basketball hire comes up, you know, he's going to swing gonna for the fences. Like, he's he's, he's going to he and, and, and with with the administration and stuff like that. As long as the athletic department is making money and making more money than they have, and he's leading, you know, the chart this new frontier with the NIL. As long as the program's making money, they don't care what just one program
0: does. Well, the and, only part that I would say is the exception might be football, though, because you're not going to keep making as much money if the football program flounders. Right? No, no. I mean,
1: that, and that's true. But I, I I just I don't see the football program just completely disintegrating into like Kansas levels or something like that. Oh, gosh. just because we've had it just because oh, we've had a down year.
0: I, I agree you know, with you there.
1: Yeah and, and or 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 like I said it's like we're hitting rock bottom you know on a trend that's been happening for at least since 2019 some say going back to 2017 you have to hit rock bottom to go back up and so I really think you can only go go higher from here at least I would hope so
0: well, I want to talk about that next. Um, take a couple more comments. There's a couple more questions I saw that came in here for you, Coach. And I want to kind of ask, what is almost I don't want to say priority list, but what what is your what do we have to fix this offseason? Kind of talk about that a little bit. But first, we're going to take one more quick break for our friends of the show um, over at Prize Picks. I talk about Prize Picks a lot. Prize Picks is the absolute fastest daily fantasy sports platform in North America for a reason. It's fast. It's easy. It's simple to use. And it's something where you don't have to compete against thousands of other people, always crunching numbers. It's just you against the stats. Pick between two and six players, over/under on statistical categories, and watch the money roll in. Fast, simple, in and out with your picks in under sixty seconds. That's why Prize Picks is so popular, and why we've embraced it over at the lockdown Network. Um, and there's a great new offer. Prize Picks offers reboot policies. Um, essentially giving you a little bit of insurance in case something goes wrong. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown college, use code lockdown college first deposit match up to hundred dollars That's pricepicks.com slash lockdown college. Use code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's keep going with coach here. Coach, I want to get a couple more of these questions down here because we don't always go live with you. And it's um, it's nice to get people interacting. This one is from Caleb. Coach, what would you do if your players were playing like this? Would you go younger since now it won't affect the redshirt freshman status? Multiple questions around this type of topic, but how drastic do you switch up players' lineups at this point in the season?
1: I wouldn't go too drastic because there's still something for them to play for. It's not like tanking these last two games is going to get us a better draft pick. No, get a draft pick. pick. So, but now that we are getting into, and, and I guarantee there has been a plan the whole season with using the younger players later in the season. And we saw the ones that they have, like I said, the ones who had the more immediate plans are the ones who have been playing young uh, early. So like Allegro. Mm-hmm. And now that we're starting to get later, starting to get to the point where the guys haven't, aren't going to lose their red shirt years. You're starting to see more guys pop up. Um, they're going to play guys these next few games who they think can help them win games this year it's they're not going to play people just for the sake of playing people i know i've we've seen people talk about you know getting nick evers out there getting 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 true yeah getting Treach out I mean, there and stuff like that time, Though, i mean maybe i mean you know a wildcat type package something like that get them out there get him used to maybe playing receiver or something like that. Who knows? He's athletic enough, get him on the field. But it's if they're going to use the young players, they have to be in position to help them win now. And if if they don't think that the kids are going to help them win now, then there's no point in getting them out there. And, and playing a kid before he's ready is a great way to get them to be gun-shy. And you know, you you give him get him that his welcome to college football moment in the middle of a in the middle of a um, packed stadium. Sometimes that might, you know, mess with his head the wrong way. Rather than have him have that moment in the spring game in in fall camp next year, whatever. That's um, a fair point.
0: Oh yeah. How much, what if I said it like this though? Uh, Dennis Schimmel, by the way, has a good. A good point, and I think he's kind of going on along with what you said. The twenty-two year bowl streak is a big deal. Hopefully, this provides some motivation. You play the guys who give you the best chance to win because you do still have that on the line on the streak, and that matters to me. There's there's people who say mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's going to be a crap bowl game. I like having a twenty-two game, twenty-two year bowl streak. I like having the bowl practices like that. Yep. Freaking matters. The bowl
1: practices, me. the bowl practices are the key. Mm-hmm. And I think the bowl practices helped with the transition big time that Luke Fickle got a chance to, to learn the, learn of the players in that environment. Getting those three X week, weeks of practice is going to be huge going into next year because this, this is going to be week zero of spring ball next year. It would be, the, would be the bowl prep. So there is something to play for. And the, and the players want it. The players want to keep playing football. The seniors want three more weeks of football. And as much as us fans complain about playing in the pinstripe bowl, the alternative is not to play football. And there's not not one guy, there's no, there's nobody on that roster who loves football who would want their season to end three weeks early because they don't think they deserve to go to a bowl game.
0: Yeah. Nobody wants to stop playing. Um, Here's here's the question. This is the last one we wanted to kind of ping on, at least maybe wrap up the show here. Even and this is something we talked about. Even if the team gets better, it's it's easy and not always easy to evaluate fickle. um, When actually, this is not the comment I was looking for. I apologize. The comment I was looking for essentially: how do you how do you measure better next year when the schedule is going to be a lot tougher, right? This could be a seven eight win team. How do you objectively measure is this team better?
1: Well, I think it, it's limiting the, the mistakes that have ha- hampered us throughout the season. And, you know, drop passes, miss tackles, assignment errors. Untimely
0: penalties, special teams. Yeah. All, all, the,
1: all those kind of things that are, you know, the coaching point is knock it off. You know, it's there. There is no special coaching point to get people to stop dropping passes because like, they catch they catch pass. a million passes in practice every day. Yeah, so it's it's stuff like that. It is being more competitive and being competitive playing at a faster tempo. It is being able to dictate the way the game is played. That will be ways that we can see improvement. And yeah, the the schedule will be tougher next year, but we have proven in the past that we can play against the blue bloods. I'm not scared of the blue bloods, and all these new teams coming into the Big Ten. Remember, they have to. They have the same difficult schedule as we do.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. So, you know, we're, you, you know,
1: we're, oh, go ahead. I was,
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I'll give you one that if, if I'm looking at next year, trying to gauge is year two in Fickles uh, in the Fickle regime better than year one you can't have too many performances like you had against Northwestern or, or Indiana. I think that yeah. right. Like if Ohio state beats you, I don't play Ohio state, but you know, if you USC gets you or some of those, stuff, I think that's understandable to a degree, but you can't go down 24 to three against Northwestern, uh, no. Northwestern level teams, right? That, that stuff needs to stop and it needs yeah. to stop after this year.
1: It, it's, it's winning the games that we should win on paper it's being competitive in the games that are close and winning some of those games. And it it is playing your brand of football against the big teams and not let the situation break it, break your team. That, that, that will be a measure of success. Um, I think if we, you know, another year in, 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 in everything, learning the system, the strength and conditioning program, people getting to know each other, all, all a lot of that stuff will go away. And then also another year of knowing the players, another year of bringing in people to fill holes in the roster will help scheme, will help decision-making, will help everything. And there. so there has to be a leap from year one to year two. And if there's not, then, that then, you know, there is a problem. If there is not a leap between year one and year two.
0: Uh, Neza says, oh shoot, you're live. We missed in this. What's up Neza? It's always good to have you here. Uh, Commandant says, I'm not concerned about the bull streak right now. We just need to weed out the bad apples. That's job number one for fickle. Um, Coach, I want to kind of wrap it up here. I definitely want to give you the opportunity again, continuing to put out good content on your channel, continuing to put out some fun stuff there. You're also kind of working with me a little bit on subtext. Uh, That's going to keep going, which is really cool if you're in that, but what else do you have cooking on your show? What have you done recently? I saw there was a, a fun in a morbid way video after the Northwestern game.
1: Yeah. Well, I had more fun making the thumbnail than anything with that one. Uh, Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. I mean, I'm still making my breakdowns. I, I think the benefit of not being able to get full game, Cause I am too cheap right now to, to pay for the big 10 network to get the full games. I'm just, I'm too cheap right now for that. But uh, getting these, these highlight films is it goes a little faster, try to get the tempo up a little bit, but then it also gives me more time to work on the more, you know, philosophical, more editorial type stuff. I put one out earlier this week um, commenting on something that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about is, is Wisconsin in position to become the next Nebraska? I watched um, that. It's really good. And, 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 The short answer is no, because we weren't Nebraska to begin with. So we can't become the next one. Um, But in in also kind of talking through that whole scenario is like who, you know, Bill Callahan is not, you know, Phil Longo is not our Bill Callahan. We didn't hire our Bill Callahan. Um, There would be other candidates that would more fit that more drastic uh, Mm -hmm. change in philosophy. I I mentioned a couple in the video. Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to do stuff like that just to kind of, one, it gets a little repetitive, saying, oh, another drop pass. Oh, Jack Nelson missed another block. Oh, Riley Nelson fell down again. You know, yep. saying the same things over and over gets to be kind of repetitive. So, yeah, trying to branch out a little bit, um, you know, doing my interview with Colton Bar- Bartholomew. You know, that was that was a great discussion about the offensive line issues. You know, hope to do more of that stuff in the future. Yeah, just trying to do a little bit more uh, just because not everybody is is there for chalk talk all the time. So mix it up a little bit.
0: It's awesome stuff. Uh, I watched the Nebraska one. I saw the Colton one. I think that the Nebraska points are, are really well said. Uh, I never thought we were in danger of, of that. And I, I don't think we're anywhere close to that right now. So no, I it's, it's, a a completely diff- it's
1: a completely different situation. It, it's not even close. And, and we don't have national championships. That's very key. I someone commented that it's like, you can't, you can't compare because we don't have the national championships.
0: Also true. Um, All right, we're going to wrap it up there on Wisconsin. We're going to talk again tomorrow. As always, go check out Coach Anderson, the Dairy Raid. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, Puts out great content. You guys already know that if you're watching this show. But on Wisconsin, and we will talk later.